Well, on Tuesday, a majority of U.S. senators in the United States of America decided your religious liberty, nah. It's out the door. We'll talk about the Respect for Marriage Act. You mean Disrespect for Marriage Act? That. Okay. And what's coming to the United States Supreme Court and how that could impact your religious liberty as well. All of that today on the podcast. Welcome into the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina on the eastern seaboard across the country. Who cares at this point? Exactly. We're glad you're joining us for another edition, a new well-lit Studio lights segment. have been replaced, so if you're just listening to us, you don't That's get good. the full effect that That's we good. have today when all of a sudden all the studio lights are... James Earl Jones said, let there be light, and here we are. Not James Earl Jones. I'm sorry. That might be sacrilege. It's God who said it. But anyway, the point is... It was the voice of God. Anyway. He was the voice of Darth Vader, but that's, that's another thing. true. We're not going any further on that one. No. There are more important things for us to talk about today. There are. Speaking of the voice of God, scared to hear what he would say right now. Ha-ha. Because the United States Senate, in a 61-36 vote, that makes it 99 senators. Am I right? No. 60. 61 to 36 would only be 97. Who didn't vote? That's a great question. Who didn't vote? Some people may have been afraid to vote. Could have been, but they did vote, and they did pass the Respect for Marriage Act. Why don't we call it, maybe we should rechange it to the Disrespect for the First Amendment Act. Ooh, that's good. That would actually be more accurate. So the the Respect for Marriage Act, or RUFMA, uh, <laughs> totally undercuts DOMA. The um, Defense of Marriage Act. Which sounds a lot better than RUFMA. Because uh, it's not something my dog does whenever he eats something he's not supposed to. And so, speaking of eating the... Uh, the United States Senate has codified into law the right to same-sex marriage, which I've scoured the Constitution, folks, and I can't tell you where it's at. Marriage is not mentioned think, in the Constitution. I think the right to marriage is right next to the separation of church and state. It is, because you you have to have marriage... The Most marriages take place at a church. <laughs> So if we're going to yeah. separate anything, we might as well separate marriage and church and everything else that has to do with faith because that's think, exactly what the Senate did. I, and, I, and, you know, I think they're on to something because I think if you, if you look back in history, the majority of countries that disavow their creator, typically it ends well for them. It just I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it does. Okay, no, no, so so yes. just for example, yes. um, I, wait, wait, I, mean, I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah still still working out all right. Uh, Babylon, good to go. Unless you're the Babylon Bee. That's the nation, totally different. The They're nation, back. The, the people yes. of Israel for much of the Old Testament, right? Come and go, come I, and go, I, come and go. Yes. It always worked out. Um, we're trying not to turn into pillars of salt today, but I will tell you this. I am <laughs> not, a I'm salty. not looking back. <laughs> I am a little salty. You are. But I'm not the only one. That's I think that's a, is that a Saturday Night Live thing. The Washington Post today, because, you know, democracy dies in darkness. At least it's not dark in here anymore. It has a piece titled... Yes. This was 8 a.m., the Washington Post Journalism. Is it perfect? No. LGBTQ people respond to the Respect for Marriage Act. Now, now we have officially passed pretty much into law, because Joe Biden's going to 
going to waddle out to a desk somewhere in a big celebration with a trans pride flag and who knows whatever the heck else. And he's going to, hey, da, da, hey, hey, da, blah, blah, blah. Then they're going to hand him a pen and they're going to guide his hand to sign the bill. And then he'll go back into his living room and sit on the couch and eat applesauce and watch Matlock for the 37,000th time. But he doesn't remember that. So it's like he's watching it for the first time all over again. And this is going to be law. That's right. a roundabout way to say it's going to be law. Exactly. And and all it does is undercut religious liberty. And you would think that the proponents, the prophets, the missionaries of this new cultural sexual religion would be over the moon ecstatic. They have handled their own crusade. Well, Charlotte Clymer is terrified. Do we know 36-year-old activist and writer. Okay. I wrote something today, too. Does that make me a writer? What's, what does she do? She uh, she's, a, she's an activist okay. and a writer. She says, quote, This bill is the equivalent of getting the lifeboats prepared for the ship to go down. This is an LGBTQ... She's a transgender, she's a transgender woman, well, so, well, she's a, so it's a man. It's a guy. So Charlotte Clymer, he called the Respect for Marriage Act imperfect, but it was necessary to protect millions of families who otherwise wouldn't have had these protections. You know, under the current Supreme Court precedent of Obergefell. That did actually come down during the Obama administration. You'll remember the White House got all decorated in, you know, multicolor rainbow LEDs. Everyone wants to talk about the tan soup. Saga. I want no, to talk about the rainbow I, saga. I remember the rainbow saga so clearly because when the Obergefell decision came down, they lit the White House up in the rainbow flag to really make their statement. And that is the thing that I'm noticing is that it is, we're going to push it out there, we're going to put it in your face, and it's going to be out there because you're going to follow this way or we're going to cancel you. The whole woke culture thing is going on here. And it's ironic that... You have LGBTQIAC3PO activists who want to turn around and say, I am not, not going watch far enough. Wars. Well, it is Disney+. Plus. That's true. Just saying. So Charlotte Clymer, yes. he, he says that uh, this was necessary to protect. And at Washington Post says her, his sentiments were echoed by other advocates whose reaction to the bill's passage in the Senate toggled Dave between a sense of relief and dismayed resignation. Now, why on earth... Would you be dismayed? Oh, aha. Yes. It's because Clymer and others believe that the Equality Act would provide much better protection for LGBTQ individuals, but few are optimistic that it will get the support it needs in the incoming Congress. Why is that, Dave? Because the outgoing Congress has enough votes right now, and the incoming Congress puts Republicans in control of the House. So I think this and is at more, least a tie in the Senate. Yeah, at least a tie. So I think this is a place that we are seeing a lame duck Congress because they've already been voted out, but they're still in office until January. Mm -hmm. So they're going to try to pass all of this radical stuff for the last few days that they're still in power and push this stuff through because they know, folks, that they can't get it done when the regime change, I'm going to call it that for the moment, at regime least change, yeah. the political change takes place in the House of Representatives because a Republican-driven House of Representatives would not pass this law. Um, really quickly, I'm just asking, 
this law gets sued and goes to the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. could that, um, I mean, I'm not saying it should, but couldn't that be the, the necessary avenue to then, like, take Clarence Thomas's word and look so, at the so, overture? Okay, so are they, are they setting us up? Are, are we going deep into the inception here? I mean, I'm just asking. We are three layers deep. So, okay, let's, let's, back, the, let's back it up to the Dobbs decision because... There's a quote in this story that, that talks about the fact that, you know, that Dobbs has an impact on this. And the reason that the Dobbs case, which has to do with abortion, has an impact on this particular law is because in a singular, uh, his own separate opinion as part of the Dobbs case that overturned Roe versus Wade, Clarence Thomas said that some, this may give us a reason to at least reconsider other things because keep in mind it is very rare for the supreme court to overturn a previous decision is a a concept called stare decisis and so in that is basically we kind of stick with what we did before but with roe versus wade just as it was in in the brown versus board of education which overturned plessy versus ferguson which was separate but equal it's constitutional in the same way, the Supreme Court this time said that uh, constitutional right to abortion uh, isn't really existent. They actually went back and undid that and said that Roe versus Wade is not constitutional. And therefore, they turned around and said, we're going to give it back to the states, follow the Tenth Amendment. But Clarence Thomas went just a little bit further than everybody else and said, this could give us reason to look at other cases that are out there. Because because the reasoning was the substantive due process. And right. that was used to rule on a Bergfell. Right. And so that was his mode of thinking. Now, no one else signed on to that draft opinion. Nobody no one else signed on to the opinion they could have. Right. But it has left the cultural, sexual, revolutionary, woke left... The dogma lives loudly within them. It does. Has left them in this place of freaking out, okay, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, going, we've got to do something, we've got to do something, and we've got to do it while we still have people in our people in power. And that's why the Senate has moved the way that it has, because they know that if they get this through the Senate and it gets over to the House, Nancy Pelosi's still in charge for just a little bit longer. And then... They'll pass it and send it on to Joe Biden at the White House, thereby undoing DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act, and some aspects of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Let's rewind that clock all the way back to 1996 in the Six. Clinton administration. The Clinton administration. <clears throat> Clinton. And the, religious, Bill Cl the, the Bill Clinton Bill administration. Bill Clinton administration. And Bill slash Hillary. Religious freedom. Okay. Okay. So Democrats have come a long way. They really have. Or have not come a long way? They've just kind of regressed. They've, or but they have they progressed. They have progressively ah, regressed. Ah. Hey, your constitutional rights. Listen, listen, we're, we're going to get to a story in a second. Oh, it's crazy. That puts the Clinton White House scandals sort of to shame mm. even though they were already They were shameful in anyway. Shame and shameful. Um there are a couple of the interesting points in this WAPO piece. We'll include the link to it. There's actually some talk about how this is not a win, and at one point, Diana Adams, executive director of the LGBTQ legal nonprofit Chosen Family Law Center, uh, I wish there had been, this is a quote, not her words, not mine, I wish there had been 
some way to push harder to not make quite as many concessions here for religious exemptions. In other words, forget anything about the religious freedom aspects of the United States Constitution and the First Amendment. We need to push back against any sort of religious exemptions for this because what they really want to do, Justin, is they want to turn around and force Christian, Jewish, Muslim, whatever organizations of faith into the box that says you're going to have to accept this or you're nixing you out of culture. Sounds like fun. Loads. Diana Adams also is a bisexual and polyamorous 43-year-old. So Does I'm pretty sure she... she's not a big fan of the fact that you can't marry multiple people. But she so so by she likes both. Yes, and in liking you, both, can, and, I, and there, in liking both, she likes to carry on intimate romantic relationships with multiple people at the same time. Does she know? Are there only if you're bi though? If you're bi, there's there's male and female, which doesn't Stop match. It. Stop it! You're using English. But Stop it! She's speaking. She's, she's speaking. speaking. There now, we go. Now, so so the Respect for Marriage Act did pass in the United States Senate by a vote of 61 to 36. I can and am happy to report that neither South Carolina senator voted in favor of that legislation. This brings us, this attack on religious freedom brings us to uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who in recent days has been called upon to recuse herself from a, from a potential, uh, well, actually it's coming up, uh, a case that will be before the United States Supreme Court, a court that, as of Thursday, December 1st, it will be a year since I was in front of it for the Dobbs hearing. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. One year ago, the Dobbs case was heard. The Supreme Court case uh, uh, of this web designer in Colorado. This is another Colorado case. I find just, it like, just like the baker. Yeah, at, at uh, the Masterpiece Cake Shop. Yeah. You had that guy. Yeah. So you've got Jack. this Jack. So Jack, and now you've got Lori Smith. She's a web designer. She runs her own business. Small business owner. I was told business. to support small businesses. Yes. So her, because we're building from the bottom up and the middle out. Her business, Register in Colorado, is 303 Creative. Okay. And so she's basically come back through and said, you know, I am a person of Christian faith, and she makes sites for people for their weddings. Mm -hmm. But she was basically, I, I would call it set up. You know, yes. a, a homosexual couple wanted her to design a site for them. She said, eh, it kind of goes against my religious beliefs. So what they do? Suit her. Suit her! So, All the other places you could possibly go. But no. You can just do it online. You can. <laughs> There's no need to hire a web designer. Like, you could, you can go to thenot.com and probably fill one out for yourself. You don't need to go. This is an absolute setup. But um, the, then I can't sue. If I do it myself, what am I going to do? Sue myself? Well, no, because you'd be able to do it. But then I can't sue anybody. Right. But the only reason you're suing somebody is because you're overstepping your bounds and forcing your forget religious, religious Forget the religious freedom forcing thing. your religious freedom on other people and <sighs> taking away their religious freedom. Amy Coney Barrett is yes. being asked to recuse herself. Why? By former members of the People of Praise group that uh, runs a school. Amy Coney Barrett was on the board of that school in 2015. Okay. People of Praise Group is a charismatic Christian community, and they desire unity for all people. This is from their website, peopleofpraise.org. They live out this unity the best they can. Quote, in spite of the divisions within Christianity, we are Roman Catholic, 
Lutheran, Episcopalians, Methodists, Pentecostals, Presbyterians, and other denominational and non-denominational Christians. Okay. Now, I'm just going to say this offhand. People want Amy Coney Barrett to recuse herself from this because she has views that are, for lack of a better phrase, anti-gay marriage. No, no, no. She has viewpoints that are in line with the Roman Catholic Church. Okay, so she has pro-family, pro-life, pro-Christian views on marriage and life and so forth. Right. Now, and they say that her views would bias her in the case. Now but, I have a question. But, now yeah, I have a question. Okay. I have a question. A question. It, are you put, Sonia Sotomayor? Yeah. She's Roman Catholic. Correct. Okay. Samuel Alito. Roman Catholic. Roberts? Don't think he's Catholic. I don't think so. I don't think Clarence Thomas is Catholic either. No. Brett Kavanaugh? Uh, maybe. Gorsuch? Not sure. Joe Biden? Elena Kagan? I don't know if she goes to church. I don't know. I, and, 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 I, and, I'm, and I'm sure that Katanji Brown-Jackson <laughs> attends church somewhere. But the thing about it is, is they're making a big so why deal. Can't, why, why shouldn't they recuse themselves then? Because because their because their views are pro LGBTQ. But what well, Alitos would Alitos wouldn't, wouldn't be okay. But but so but the three but, but the three Sotomayor, possibly Roberts Sotomayor Kagan, Kagan and Jackson and possibly Roberts maybe Roberts shouldn't they shouldn't they recuse themselves from this because they're they have, they're, they're biased do they have viewpoints of faith that that's the real question it doesn't matter though but this is about the viewpoints that are that that are deeply re- there are some religious sections that teach that gay there are christian denominations that teach homosexuality is okay so don't their religious beliefs bias their ability to well it depends on cite the law it, it, it depends on how you want to look at it because some people no, may call that it as black and white dogma yeah, but but if the dogma lives loudly within one, doesn't live loudly within the other. You're, you're, what we're what you we're setting not, up is, is that if you're a person of faith, you cannot adjudicate law. Only the secularists can adjudicate law. Right. Exactly. Because if you actually have like firm beliefs on something, oh, I don't know. Maybe that's just you know a part of who you are. That's this is. I think we're going to go to dictionary day today. Okay. Let's just look up this word dogma because. Who was it that used the dogma phrase? Was that Diane Feinstein? Diane Feinstein, who has yes. been in the United States Senate since John C. Calhoun. Wow, that goes back there. She was there. Feinstein was there the day someone was beaten with a cane. Wasn't that Aaron Burr? That was Aaron Burr. Uh, she was. She was there that day. They took her testimony firsthand. In a 2017 hearing. In the United States Senate, then Professor Amy Coney Barrett. Yes, wasn't she also a judge at the same time? No, I don't she think was, so. She okay. was she was she was nominated for a judgeship. Got it. Okay. By by then President Trump. Okay. And I believe yeah yes yes by then President Trump and she Diane Feinstein Senator Senator Feinstein pardon me said that this the this reli- every religion has a dogma professor and the dogma lives loudly within you. Let's just define dogma real quick, okay? Here it is. Dogma. A principle or set of principles laid down by an authority as incontrovertibly true. I don't know. I think the the cultural, sexual religion that is the woke cultural left kind of has its own dogma that 
they consider to be incontrovertibly right. true. By the way, just yes. as I'm doing some research here, Ben Sass, Patrick Toomey, and Raphael Warnock were the three who did not vote. Warnock's campaigning. Ben Sass is about to be the president of the University of Florida. He's out. That's true. So that's just real quick. We, we follow back to that. But yes. this point of the dogma living loudly... Amy Coney Barrett went through the ringer again in 2020. When she was up for the justice on the U.S. Supreme Court slot. Yeah, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg seat. Right. (coughs) We're we're nullifying the fact that Article 6 of the Constitution says that no religious test shall be applied to anyone holding a judgeship or political public office under the United States. That would be... Read the Constitution. I encourage you to read it. It actually is a pretty. You can get it. You can get it for free. You can download it. You can. There's actually an app for that. You can get the pocket style and carry it in your jacket pocket. Like Jeff Duncan. I can be like like Representative Duncan or Representative Joe Wilson. There you go. Pull out your Constitution all the time. Be like Joe. So Article Six turns around and says you can't turn around and have a a religious test. Mm -hmm. So. We're not sitting here supposed to be judging people based upon their religious beliefs. So why in the world would Amy Coney Barrett be told that she needs to recuse herself because she has a set of religious beliefs? I would I would just encourage you to monitor the story as it goes. She's not going to recuse herself. No, she's she's going to hear the case. The case is going to come up December 5th. Yeah. Now, again, keep in mind, you were in Washington December 1st Mm -hmm. for the Dobbs decision. It finally came down June 24th. So don't expect a big, you know, response on this anytime soon. There'll be a lot of protests outside of it, I'm sure. There will be a lot of protests. You want me to fly up there tonight? You're a little early for it. (laughs) I mean, try to make a long weekend in Washington, D.C. What? Catch out the monuments. I hear it's a a little cold right now. Uh, It's not. It's warmer than it was then, I'll tell you that. This is true. So the thing that we're looking at here is when Amy Coney Bear is being told that you're going to have to recuse yourself on this particular Mm -hmm. thing, simply because you have a position of faith in the way that you think and perceive the world, Mm -hmm. that is supposed to be, you're you're like supposed to remove yourself from who you are Mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yes. It's exactly what I'm telling you. Okay. Leave your religious dogma at the door, right? It's like when you walk into somebody's house and they ask you to take up your shoes, you know, because the carpet's freshly cleaned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, take your shoes off at the door. We don't we don't have none of that religious stuff here, except for Got our it. religious stuff. Which, it's ironic that they don't actually call their stuff religious stuff, though they are just as zealous. More. Uh, more so, oftentimes. I mean, I mean, let's just let's just be frank here. The amount of money that goes to. Um, Group leftist groups in South Carolina when it comes to advocating for abortion or advocating for this uh, cultural, sexual, religion stuff. I mean, they get ten times as much uh, oh, yeah. from their followers as as Christians give to Christian organizations and Christian ministries. I'm just saying. That's just the brass tacks of this. But as we move forward on the show today, just keep in mind that this is still going to continue to track. You're going to have you have what, what happened with the Respect for Marriage Act you also have this with Amy Coney Barrett. In this case, it's going to be heard on December 5th. Basically, it's the federal government telling you to leave your religion at the door. We don't want that here no more. Uh, I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. That was very good, though. Thank I you. appreciated that Thank one. you. Uh, one story that, that um, Dave, you weren't aware of that I wanted to kind of fit in here. Are you throwing me another? Is this a you know cold throw right now? Mm-hmm. He likes to do this, kind of throw things, things cold like this. 
Just to um, see what the reaction is. So, there's... Uh, do you know the name Sam Brinton? Sam Brinton? Sam Brinton. Do you know the name Sam Brinton? I do not know the name Sam Brinton. He is a Biden administration nuclear official. <gasps> that guy! Yes. Nuclear would be a good way to describe so, this guy. So, he made headlines this week. Not really? because the Biden administration has found new ways to source nuclear energy in the United States, nor make good energy policy... Okay. Sam Brenton made the news this week because he stole a woman's suitcase he stole, from an airport. He stole a suitcase. A woman's uh, suitcase. The guy who is a member of the nuclear... He, He's an administration nuclear official. Nuclear He's a fi- nuclear engineer. Nuclear engineer. It's official for the Biden administration. At the airport, steals a woman's... Suitcase. Suitcase. From the baggage carousel. Okay. Claims that he didn't. Then comes back and said, "Well, he, I just took all the clothes out of it because I thought they were mine." He claims, why would he? Why would he steal a woman's suitcase? Because he claims something clothes, else too, and he, think all the clothes are his. Ah, uh-huh. he claims to also be a woman, or does he? No, no, no. He's non-binary. Oh, they them. He's, he is not either a guy or a girl. Well, he he, he uses the term they. Um, it's multiple personalities. But that's not the only thing about him. No, it's not. Because according to the American Conservative, the American Conservatives celebrate diversity. Biden hires as a nuclear waste deputy an LGBTQ activist who has a inclination fetish for dogs. Really? Well, the men dress as dogs. Oh, is this the guy who has pictures of I him? Won't put this on, I won't put this on the screen. Oh, no, do go. not put that on the screen. There you go. So, again, I bring this up because he did steal something. I find that interesting. Um, he stole a woman's suitcase because he thought the clothes her. were hers. His. She still hasn't received the suitcase back. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Because he wants to dress guys up like dogs? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Carry, walk them around on a leash. It's better if you don't ask questions. I, I maybe don't want to I know the answer to this one. Ask questions. Okay. I will say this. Yes. That all of these things might seem like they're not connected, but they are. But they are. But they are. One final thing. I just threw that at him to see what he would say. One final thing. <laughs> yes. If we go back to the June. Just as this continued push, I think a theme of the show today is this push against religious freedom. There was a letter sent to Google back in June. Actually, to Alphabet Inc. Alphabet Inc. Their subsidiary, Google. Yes. From Senator Mark Warner. Of Virginia, Democrat. And Representative Slotkin. Alyssa Slotkin. Alyssa Slotkin of Michigan. Another Democrat. Calling on Google... Yes. To tamp down the ability of people to, as they search for abortion or abortion pill or abortion services, 11% of the time they were getting pro-life stuff. And what? that's just way too much. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, the, so you've got a representative and a senator out of Washington, D.C. wanting Google to say... Google, yep. To, to basically, if somebody's searching for abortion, then... Alternative abortion services like oh, crisis pregnancy center, pro life, 
organizations mm -hmm. should not be popping up. Correct. On there. Correct. And even evil it, misinformation. Oh, they're this, gonna is, take oh, that this woman, is like Elizabeth They're going to take that woman into a back room and they're going to hook her up to a machine and they're going to forcibly take the baby out of her body. Isn't that what Planned Parenthood does? Oh, yeah, they do. I heard that Planned Parenthood, only 3% of their services were abortion, Dave. Really? That's why they push so hard for it. It is because that is the lost leader right there. That is, that Whew, is, that's what they do. Totally. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's too much of this of this uh, religious talk. There's too much of this valuing of human life talk. So, so there's a problem with pro-life organizations kind of being innovative not utilizing, utilizing, wait, 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 utilizing the free knowledge market. of the algorithm and the of of Google and and all this stuff and the free market of ideas to be able to then say, hey, listen, we want to help women who are looking for abortion as their only option to show them that hey, there's actually wait, there's a a choice for a woman to actually choose a life. Well, see, that's why you don't hear the word pro-choice very much anymore. No, because they're like all about, let's just do no straight up for abortion. Right. In addition to Senators Warner and Slotkin, yes. the letter was also signed by okay. uh, former presidential hopeful <clears throat> Senator Amy Klobuchar, mm -hmm. who's probably telling a joke about her hair and Donald Trump's hair in Minnesota and snow. Richard Blumenthal, Democrat. Okay. Dianne Feinstein, again, she's been around for a I long time. I don't think time. she actually signed that. It was probably her staffer. Elizabeth Warren, former oh, presidential hopeful. Native American Warren? Yes. Because she was the one. She she, remember, she, she was one of the, definitely, she she definitely was one of the first people to actually come out. <laughs> one of the first people to come out and say, almost call the... They're evil. evil. They're evil. And did she call them? She didn't call them terrorist organizations, but it was something it was close. close. It was close. It was close. Chris Van Hollen, former presidential hopeful John Hickenlooper. That was actually a guy. Yes. Sorry, drinking in my drinking John the John Hickenlooper. 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 Former governor of Colorado, I believe. President Hickenlooper. Sounds like a president from the eighteen hundreds. Oh. Alex Padilla, the personal embodiment of ranch dressing inside the United States Senate. Kirsten Gillibrand. <laughs> Ed Markey, co-author of the Green New Deal. Former presidential hopeful and twice kind of. Bernie Sanders, Bernie, Michael Bennett, and Tina Smith. Those were all the senators. It's also signed by Reps Don Beyer, Suzanne Bonamici, Jason Crow, Carolyn Maloney, Jan Skakowski, Jackie Spearer. Question: Are, are, are there any Republicans on this not list? Not a one. And Katie Porter from California. It was very Did interesting, though. Porter? It was very interesting because one of the things that I saw over the weekend, different Katie Porter, was okay. the fact that. If you take a look at the amount of contributions given by staffers at tech companies like Google, Apple, and the like, the vast majority, like 90% of them, went to Democratic candidates. So why are the Democrats beating up on an organization that is predominantly, its people are donating to Democrats? Because... They are pointing people away from the ritual 
of it's like so Christians <sighs> we celebrate the Lord's table right we right. drink the we drink the cup we drink the bread we drink the, <laughs> we drink the cup we eat the bread right right but, which is usually for most of us uh, we have baptism Welch's grape juice and and, and a little cracker yeah and we have baptism right like what do they for have the cultural sexual religion it is abortion oh yes it is and that's actually a tale as old as time like that's been around longer than Diane Feinstein. And so because Molech? Google Molech, because Google is pointing people one out of every ten times Woo! away from this, it's a problem. By the way, represent Katie Porter, not the same one from California that I thought. So radar's down. Not the go. same person. The lawmakers requested the head of Google to respond to this letter and provide number one, a plan to limit anti abortion clinics in Google search results, ads and maps. The United States government and members thereof were pushing Google to actively tamper with results that would restrict the ability of anti-abortion clinics to be seen by women who need care. These women might not necessarily want abortion. Like, they could be searching these things. Yes. Not necessarily looking for an abortion. They could be looking for help. They could be looking for something that, like, Daybreak provides where you actually get services. You get diapers. You get baby clothes. You get mentoring. You get counseling. So there are 26, 24, 26 pregnancy centers, pregnancy care centers across South Carolina. There's probably one in your community. Here's the thing about it. These senators and representatives are not wanting your neighbors, the people that you know in your community, to find those pregnancy centers when they're in the moment of crisis. A woman who goes in for an abortion, there's not a woman who goes in for an abortion that is not at some moment of crisis. Either she's found out that she's pregnant and doesn't want to be, has found out that she's pregnant and she's trying to get rid of it because she's got to hide it for whatever reason. She has been, you know, there are myriad other reasons why. But no person goes into a moment of an abortion without there being a moment of crisis that is happening. And so what these folks are wanting to do is, at a moment of crisis, we don't want you to have any options except abortion. Even though that may be the only thing that you know of and are aware of in your community. So that is not choicey. No, it's not choicey at all. So we see a, a flow of things, and all of these things are interconnected. And that is the push to tamp down the openness and the ability for you to express and live out the dogma or your deeply held religious beliefs. If you take a walk down Main Street in downtown Columbia, you'll still see the SC Pride banners on the light poles. I think we should replace that with like Garnet and Black 3130 flags. That's not the point. But you do see these. And on every business front in, in Columbia and they're around, you can, they put the rainbow thing out in front because they're not even inclusive enough. They're forgetting the transgender stuff. But you can see which businesses support uh, those views. Right. It's an interesting, Dave. So I was thinking, how can folks show that they support family values. I think there's a great way for for folks to be able to do that. That's right here. Dave, tell folks how they can get, as I Vanna White this, how they can get this lovely 
sticker for little your sticker. car. You can take the sticker, put it on the back of your car, and clearly show to your friends, to your neighbors, to the people that you are driving past as you're going down the road that you support Palmetto Family and the values, the biblical worldview values that we talk about day in and day out, working to stand as the cultural guardrails of South Carolina. How do you get that? It would be great if you would take some time to invest in the work that we do. We do what we do because people like you invest in our work. Now, some people say, well, you know, we're looking for donations. And, and we have a really different viewpoint here. Some people may call it donations. Some people may call it contributions. But for us, it's an investment because we, as stewards of the dollars that you invest in our work here, work to bring a kingdom return on that investment. And if you want to become a monthly or a one-time investor in the work that we do, we invite you to go to palmettofamily.org and make an investment in our work today. If you do, you're going to get a copy, you're going to get one of our Palmetto Family stickers to put on the back of your car. The beauty of this is, as you're driving down the road, you're going to see other people in your community who have a sticker on the back of their car. And you're going to then be able to recognize that the cultural guardrails of this state are strong and firm because you're going to see other people who are standing with you for the biblical worldview that we have. People who understand what the issues are, why they matter, what the Bible says about them, and importantly, what they can do about it. That's why we're asking for you to invest in the work that we do here at Palmetto Family and let other people know that stand for the same values that you and I and Justin and Mitch and Kevin and our entire board believe in and stand in and stand for the biblical worldview values. So invest in the work that we do. Go to palmettofamily.org right now. You can click. There's a there's an invest section right there or give and, and make a one-time contribution. Or you can become a monthly partner with Palmetto Family. You can set it up to give 20 or 50 or 100 or however much you want to do every single month. Build it into your budget. Because when you do that, it enables us to have, for lack of a better phrase, gas in the car to be able to keep going to do the next thing and the next thing to keep you informed on the things that are really going on and the things that really matter right here, not only in South Carolina, but across the entire country. And we hope that you will continue to invest in the work that we're doing. And of course, when you do, you will get this. You can put it on your car. I'm going to take this one. So continue to follow us on social media. You can do so on Facebook. You can see our response to the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. You can share that with the folks around you. Make sure to subscribe to our email newsletter. You can do that at palmettofamily.org uh, and get connected with us there so you can be in constant contact with what we're doing, but not with the program, uh, in constant contact with what we're doing here at Palmetto Family. And you can always be in the know as we gear up for the 2023 session, which is just a few weeks away. My gosh, they all just left. Did they? Uh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And I don't know if they want to come back. <laughs> some of them but, don't. <laughs> but we will We will be looking ahead over the next couple of weeks at some of the issues that we're going to be tackling in the a, 2023 session. There are a lot of things that are going on, not the least of which is how do we start dealing with pornography as it starts showing up in our schools, access to kids, and how that itself ties into two things. One, the human trafficking industry, and there are direct ties with pornography, as well as the commercial sex trade that is happening right underneath our noses, right in your own community, right here in South Carolina. But that's not all we've done. 
We're going to show you a video as we begin to make our way out for this particular podcast to show you the great things that have gone on in 2022 and how your investment in the work that we do really matters. So I'm going to trade off. So for Kevin Kaiello and Mitch Prosser, who... Careful, it's tougher to point. It is tougher to point. Location. Yes, it is. Kevin Kaiello, Mitch Prosser, who is due back next week from, we hope, uh, a nice time. Number 72. Ice Cream Cone 72. And Justin Hall, I'm Dave Wilson. Thanks so much for being with us. We look forward to seeing you next week. 2022 has been a year of impact here at Palmetto Family. Because of you, we passed the most pro-life legislation in South Carolina state history. We saved women's sports in South Carolina. We made sure that here in the Palmetto State, your church would never shut down. And that check you received in your bank account, we fought for the largest tax cut in South Carolina history. And with your help, 2023 is going to be no different. We'll fight to keep pornography out of your children's library. We'll push back against the transgender ideology that wants to alter your children's future. And we'll work tirelessly to defend your right as a parent to raise your child in the way you see fit. Your investment of $20 or more per month will help us do all of these things and more, whether it's here at the State House or here on the fastest growing conservative podcast in South Carolina. Or across the state as we talk with folks about what it actually means to be part of the cultural guardrails of this state. We can only do these things with your help and your support. Become a Palmetto Family Partner today.